everybody, it's your girl Ellie, and welcome to my podcast. I know I've been absent for a little bit, but I'm here now, guys, and I'm so excited because I have an awesome guest today. But before I go into that, welcome to When I Grow Up, yo. We're interviewing so many amazing things, and now so many amazing people. And now that I'm in LA, I'm just like so excited. Please give it up for writer, performer, singer, actor, everything that is good and sweet. Nathan Pye! Hi! Hello, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, uh, we're in your apartment right now. We are. Thank you for... We are in like the mm-hmm. poppin' place of Los Angeles. It's very central. Very, it's very central. central. I really love it. We're, we're, we're in Pico Robertson. So don't don't come knocking at my door, but... Don't, you know, don't, be, don't be looking them up there. No, I love it because it's super central. You know, I'm less than 20 minutes from the beach. I'm 20 minutes from downtown. Yeah. 20 minutes from anywhere, really, kind of thing. That's so. why you don't have a car. I don't have a car. Oh, you really called me out immediately I'm on the podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah. But maybe you're saving money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely am. Because I'll also... Even I'll, I'll, anytime I like Lyft or Uber somewhere, uh, like even if I go to WeHo or if I go to K Town, I'll just walk home, even if it's like six miles. Oh, I'll bless. just be like, you know. Okay, so like that's a great workout. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nathan, you know, Nathan and I met because uh, we have a mutual friend and his mm-hmm. name is Daniel and he's just like this beautiful Korean. Mm-hmm. Just spirit. Hello. Yes. <laughs> oh, Hello. spirit. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful spirit. spirit. Yes. And man. Mm-hmm. And man. Yeah. And man. Um, he was on this podcast. So blessed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Books. And uh, and he literally told me before I moved. He's like, you have to meet this guy, Nathan. He's like, oh. Nathan knows everybody. He's so connected. But on top of that, he's such like amazing guy, and he's so nice and so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, if if. Daniel is vouching for somebody like that, co-signing oh. that heart. I'm like, okay, I'll meet, I'll let's meet Nathan. <laughs> and like we met, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, totally. I was like, Daniel, like yeah. I totally understand what you mean, and mm-hmm. you are totally like that. It was fake. I mean, I feel like you know you, you have these kind of connections with people where you meet them immediately and you just click. And just I was click. like, okay, yeah. you know, immediately I said yes, yes, yes. you got me, I got mm-hmm. you. We understood each other, on, yeah. you know, on that in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you where are you? You're not originally from California. Yeah. No, I'm originally from Ohio. Okay. Yeah, from uh, it's little little town called Strongsville. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's like half an hour south of Cleveland, right next to like our the, the town next to us is called Brunswick, but like it's so like hill like you know like farmland we called it Brunswicky as if it was but it was very the the, the pot calling the kettle black moment because you it. know like yeah so we is very you know small white bread town okay. um yeah so my dad's a Filipino NASA engineer and my mom is a Korean immigrant and so my, there's a little NASA base in yes 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 Ohio, so that's kind of where, right where right and that's there. where you grew up mm-hmm. so uh you didn't see a lot of like Asian kids growing up or did you no 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 we I mean like I would say there's probably in my high school, like probably like there was like probably like two thousand kids. Like it was pretty reasonably big, but probably out of that was probably like five of us, wow. maybe maybe five of us. Yeah, it was what? it was yeah it was super super. What about church? You go to church? Yeah, so we went to there was there was a Korean church uh-huh. in Cleveland. Oh, that you like, had to go drive. Yeah, to. yeah, and you know, but there was literally like. 
Well, I think our youth group was like th- three, four kids. You no, know, <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. You're joking. <laughs> no, it was serious. So we would just like sit and like play basketball and like hang out and then like sit in the van and like play Pokemon. Sure, sure, sure. You sure. know, but then because my dad's Filipino, he didn't like going to that church because he couldn't speak Korean. Oh, I see. And so then we went and switched to like a legit cult. Like my parents are very religious, very conservative. Oh. And they were like, oh, let's go to this church, like, help this guy, you know, start this church. And even my parents, to, to this day, are like, yeah, that was a cult we were in. <laughs> Holy crap. But they're out of it now? Yeah, so, I mean, like, and then, then we went to, like, a white church. You know? I see, I see, yeah, I yeah. see. And so, like, I can't relate to you because literally all my life, I was just surrounded by Koreans. Like, the, the, the place that I grew up, the county mm-hmm. that I live in, in New Jersey, mm-hmm. I mean, Koreans coming out of every orifice <laughs> of the damn state. Yeah. So I always just grew up with massive Koreans. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, do you feel like that was really isolating for you to not have that, the Korean people? Like, were the white people, like, really accepting of you? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say that it was act. I mean, it was actively hostile sometimes. You know, like, my dad getting stopped by the police just randomly everywhere, you know, like, oh and God. then, you know, like my mom you know because she you know english is not her first language you know she's esl and and you know like always having trouble like you know like not picking an american name so Mm. she still went by like hey kyung and like it was just like it was very hard Mm. you know and um it's that weird thing when you live in a place where you're constantly like marginalized you don't really realize that like you just find all these kind of coping mechanisms to kind of be like oh this is how you like talk to white people this is how you you know like interact in this space you know like it's like always like because my mom was very and my mom was very cognizant of it. she was very much like we need to fit in like my dad was like don't speak any other language that's why i don't really know korean wow, 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 and wow, so wow. like it was very much like our house Assimilate. yes and yeah. so like when white people would come to our house they would be like oh my gosh like your house like does it's it doesn't smell weird you know like it would just be like I'm all those dying. kinds of things wow yeah yeah because wow. we would like have like air purifiers everywhere like Holy make sure shit. like we didn't cook anything crazy Holy to shit, people man. you know so your lunches were mm-hmm. always like sandwiches yeah. so it was never weird korean food the first day of first grade I, my mom made me, like, a Korean, like, lunch. Uh-huh. Like, she made, like, kimbap and, like, fried rice. Uh-huh. And so I, like, brought it to school, and I was like, oh, I need to heat this up, you know, like, uh-huh. need to heat the rice up, uh-huh. you know? So and, cute. like, I like, got in trouble in first grade, <laughs> and, like, after that one day when I was, like, literally, like, six or whatever, however old you are in, in first grade, I was like, you need to make me, like, white people lunch. And Damn. so it was that really that scene in Fresh Off the Boat where he, she's like, I need white people lunch. Like, I lived that yeah <laughs> fully and there's like a lot of shame behind that there's oh like yeah so much shame it's so like much shame. so much embarrassment because mm-hmm. you know you're like foreign yeah. and it's like this weird feeling that foreign is like super icky mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's there's just so much yeah. of that mm-hmm. that's so interesting okay yeah. so mom started making sandwiches and things oh like so that for no little nathan packed his lunch since first wow. grade on yeah cause my, my mom's like i'm not doing that so i would just make like a peanut butter jelly sandwich every morning and then like string cheese doritos uh fruit roll up and like uh, a banana sounds like you had all the the basics yeah yeah yeah, basics, yeah. i mean but i hated it i hated all those foods Aww. i like never i never liked anything so i mean there was like one Asian kid and so like with some i would a lot of times like trade you know like uh-huh. some some of his things you oh. know like we do the trade so I'd, you know that kind of moment now i have a question was your mom making korean food at home yes 
Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. Okay. Yeah. Was she teaching you like this is like this and so this is she that? W- so out of the three siblings, I have an older brother, a younger sister, uh-huh. and um, I learned like all how to cook all the Korean food. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'll still watch like mangchi. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. kind of like be like, sure. oh, what? Did, how do you make it? But I mean, like, I can make I make like kimchi jjigae, you wow. know, like curry rice, you know, like oxtail soup, oh, okay. and you know, like chicken Korean like chicken soup, you know. Oh, okay. All so those you things. so she yeah. passed that down to you. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my sister and brother do not know how to cook. I think I was just like, I'm gay and I love cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Julia Look Child. at me, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, you don't understand Korean. I know, like, a little. Like, I can read and write. I mean, I had to go to Korean school, like, oh, okay. up, on the weekends. Oh, okay. you know, you can read and write. Yeah, like, so I can read and write uh-huh. and, like... But like my vocabulary is terrible. I can like I can like order at a restaurant. I can like get more like more kimchi, more like food, sure, more extra sure. But noodles. yeah, not that yeah. conversational. No, not yeah, yeah. conversational. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much like that. Like mm. I think like I can have a somewhat decent conversation with my grandma, but then it starts just getting so rough. Yeah. To the point where I'll just start talking Korean, and then I don't know how to end it. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go. I'll just do that. I'll just like, this is kind of hot. You know, because like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to fucking end it. Right. But like somehow she gets it, but right. it's like, dude, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. Don't hate on us, okay? We're trying, hey, we're trying to fucking grow up in America, okay? With immigrant parents, okay? It's hard enough. It's so hard. So hard. Okay, so on top of, okay, so you growing up in this white bread place, when did you know that like something was different about you than like what was norm to you in society or what your yeah. parents were pressuring you to be? I mean, like just like very early. It's mm-hmm. that weird thing of like my parents were doing things a lot and that I didn't even know. Like uh-huh. like maybe like three years ago, like my parents like casually mentioned that like we didn't we never went out to eat until like nineteen ninety like five or uh. 1990 whatever uh. like because like we would just wouldn't get we would get such horrible service that my parents would get such horrible service that they just like never would take us to restaurants like things oh like that well, I just God. had no idea you wow. know and um but I mean like yeah I mean like probably like in like first grade second grade third grade and probably third grade uh. was like the first time probably someone attacked me because of my like race you know kind of thing specifically and it's just like they were like oh you're a korean butthole i remember like very specifically someone called me a korean butthole versus just like uh you know and like all the ching chong and like you know all that stuff and so i mean like it's more but like what was weird is because like we would we had like one foreign exchange student Mm. girl named shioko kakanuma and um (laughs) (laughs) and and she and so like because she was kind of like like I'm air quoted, but like an mm. Asian Asian, and I was like a like Asian almost American, like yeah Asian yeah, American. American. Yeah, yeah. They were it was always that qualifier of like oh like what you're like a good Asian you know kind of, course, of thing of course, when, of course. like that moment kind of, of course, thing of course. Yeah. yeah white people and I guess other races too love to like belittle Asians for mm. some reason because I think that we take it mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. we always go for the laugh yeah but they used to do that shit too like you're a hot asian you're a ugly mm-hmm. asian you're a this asian you're that yeah good asian yeah, bad yeah. asian like dude we're not objects mm-hmm. you know <laughs> what i'm saying yeah exactly hello exactly <laughs> um okay so during this time uh also were you 
in like confusion about your sexuality? Did you think that you were liking girls? Like there was no on? confusion. Oh, because <laughs> she came out ready. I mean, like I knew that I was into boys since like third grade. Wow, you wow, know, wow, like wow, wow. I was very cognizant. Wow. I was very like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. go on, you, you know, you be worried. Yeah. So, so you you would see like a cute boy, and mm-hmm. you would totally just be like, that's what I like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, over like this chick that everyone's yes. like uh-huh. drooling over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was like very. Understood it from a very young age. There wow. was there was one girl, Molly Murphy, and uh-huh. I was obsessed with her because she had the best handwriting in the class. Uh-huh. Like, but that's it. I was just like, teach. I was like, bitch, teach me bitch. your ways. Yeah. Like, do you have an online class? How do I enroll? Like, where, where, where do I send a tuition check? Where is the bursar's office, bitch? Because like, you got talents, and oh I want to support you. Like, that was. I mean, like, I and like, I still, bitch. I will still like Facebook her to this day, and I'd just I'm be dying. like, "How's your handwriting, girl?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like Dude, literally twenty five years later, I'm just like, I'm you, "You still handwriting things?" Because like, that's a loss. That's that's a dying art form, girl. Like, you are preserving it. You best like, be preserving <laughs> it, okay? That's like, she changed my life. Wow. Like, yeah. But you realize you only envied her not on a not on a. Oh my gosh, she's giving me butterflies. Just mm-hmm. on a wow. You really yeah. Really it was a game recognized game thing because it was the I think that was the only thing I ever lost I'm like a very like competition oriented Uh. person so like I mean like I this sounds so terribly shitty and cocky of me and sorry sorry, like like, I just like love like competition because I like have never I would like never lose (laughs) and so like I just like we it was it was in fifth grade Uh and like I was just like I know she has really good handwriting, uh. but like I also have very good handwriting, <laughs> and it was like the first time I ever uh. lost something was uh. I got like second place to her Damn. in the handwriting competition, and I was gooped. I was gooped. just like, but also in awe of her. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, okay, I, I this is a, this is a karate kid moment. This like, is, this I just is a got, humbling moment. Yeah, <laughs> okay, may teach you humility, grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. Interesting. Okay, so, and was that very conflicting for you? Like, did you um, have anyone yeah. to talk about it with? And I have another question. Remind me to yes. ask you this question after you answer yes. this one. Yes. Um, so, it was conflicting because I knew at a very young age, at like 11 years old, because I was very close with my parents, because like, my parents, you know, like, I really... It was you guys. Yeah, I really, yeah. it was, we didn't really have anybody else, and so I, and I knew, but I knew that because they were so religious, uh. that like, as soon as I came out, like, we wouldn't have a relationship anymore. Like, I'd be disowned. And so, like, I kind of, like, it basically put, like, a ticking time bomb on, like, Damn. my existence. And so, like, at, like, 11 years old, I started, like, withdrawing and just, like, cutting my relationship up with my parents. Like, at that, that young. Shit. For, like, eight years being, like, I'm going to, like, come out to you and you're going to disown me. And then, like, and it was that kind of thing where it's, like, I was both, like, at 19, I came out to my parents and so, like, it, and then they, like, yeah, basically, like, emotionally like, you know, mentally, like, like, kind of, like, d- disowned me kind of thing, and it was just, like, you know, and so... So it, you were preparing from 11. Yeah, and so it was, like, kind of a, it was, like, devastating, but it was also this relief of, like, oh, I wasn't making that up my whole life, wow, you know, like, wow, it, wow. it is as bad as I thought it was wow. going to be, you know, so, I mean, like, and it's just that very, like, Asian parent yeah, kind of thing, very, you know, very, religious very, very. thing, so I was just, like, okay, you know, like, okay I knew it was coming and uh, so like I'm, it's here now like the band-aid's been ripped off uh, and I'm bleeding out but at least I knew it you know yeah, <laughs> kind of thing hell yeah. yeah yeah wow wait but what were you gonna ask me uh I was gonna ask you when you were young and you were crushing on other um mm-hmm. uh, uh, guys growing up did you always know who had a crush on you back 
So there's this, like, when you're in Ohio, it is not, like, it's not really gay-friendly. Uh, you know, yeah, I, right, I grew up right. in a very red... Um, yeah. And so, like, there were two gay guys that oh. I grew up with, and one... <gasps> he, like, would get bullied so bad. Oh and, like, and so, like, he, like, just, and, and, like, he just, like, you know, like, no one ever talked to him. And oh. then this other girl, like, I think she got curb stomped. Like, I think she, like, got, like, literally, like, the living daylights, like, beat out of her. Oh, my God. Um, and she was one of the teacher's daughters, too. <gasps> and they still went after her. And then this other kid, so I was senior class president, and he was freshman class president, and he came out to me. And um, he got, like, bullied so bad that he had to transfer schools. Oh and so I was God. just, like, so, I mean, like, it, maybe the climate's changed, maybe things are different now, but, I mean, like... When I was going to that school, it was, like, not a good thing. But then wow. also, like, the gays would bully. So when I went to college, like, in Ohio, I went to Ohio University, like, a lot of the gays would, like, bully me for not coming out, you know, kind of thing. And so it's a very crazy, like, wow. you know, double-edged sword kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, moment. Wow. Yeah. So that really, obviously, shaped you immensely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, do you feel like it made you uh, really, like, like towards being the, the fact that you felt like oh why was I born like this or something like that yeah I mean like when I came <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on a podcast but like <laughs> when I came out my mom was like I knew that I should have like aborted you <laughs> like oh, you know like uh, that kind of thing so it's like and it's just like because oh. I also you know have a cleft lip and palate my mom was just like that is like an embodiment of your sin you know like your face you know like oh. and so I mean like uh-huh. it is that very you know like mm. but I think I, I I had a point like it was like you know like 22 or 23 where I was just like if I don't like let go of all this mm. like then like I will kill myself in the next year yeah. you know and yeah. so like it was just cause very like okay like get it together like this is what it is these are the yeah. parameters like you can't change it yes. you know like you've excelled in everything yes. you know besides that and yeah. so it's just like you know I was living in like these like very kind white people's basements oh. because I couldn't you know live with my parents you yeah. know and so like wow. I was on my own you wow. know and like I was just like I just got to you know this or that was like when I was 19 20 but oh. I was like I just have to do me kind wow. of thing and Absolutely. like if I'm not gonna love myself it's giving other people permission to Damn. to not love me as well kind of Damn. thing so so how did you work on like all of that pain so when when I come out to my parents and I was getting hazed so bad in college oh that God. like they were like all trying to get me basically to kill myself like it was like what? it was like yeah it was such a bad situation so this girl smashed a rotten egg on me <gasps> just randomly like out of nowhere just like just to attack me like smash and so I like went to the health center and I was just like I need to talk to a therapist and they were like oh like we don't have anybody until next Tuesday you can come back then and I was like okay fine like I'm gonna drive to Walmart I'm buying a gun I'm coming back I'm killing all of you and then I'm gonna put the gun in my mouth and blow my fucking head off so either you get someone or this is the last day on earth for you and so they were like great we'll get someone (laughs) so like they like called a therapist and I I was like on the brink Wow. like I was like ready to like so these people were pushing you on every fucking level yeah because I mean like I so my freshman year I won this singing competition that paid for my school and there was just controversy because like I was a freshman first of all and then I I wasn't a music major I I was in journalism and so 
so like they were like you don't even deserve this money you don't like you're not a real singer you know it's just like i have no control over this like i i'm sorry that i like won this competition yeah, like i'm sorry that i'm better than yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so they so like all those people like they tried to like they were coming after me and then <gasps> i when i switched to theater because i was in journalism and i switched to theater it was this kind of like resentment that like what they do in that program is like there's like 60 people freshman year and then they cut it down to 20 Mm. for sophomore junior senior and Mm. I didn't do any of the freshman year stuff and so like but I just auditioned on my own and then got into the program and so it went from 60 to 20 and like a lot of those 60 people they were all really close you know and so they didn't get into the program and and it it looked to them I'm I'm sure like I was like a diversity thing of like oh this Asian wanted to be in theater Mm. and I've worked all year and I Mm. didn't get in Mm. and so they were just like really pretty awful you know yeah ready to kind of tear me apart and so um yeah so I mean like so how did you get out of that situation I mean, like, I had a lot, I had really luckily, like, a lot of good friends outside good, of good, the good. theater program, oh, okay, and good, so, good, good. yeah, yeah, good. they're, like, they're still, like, my closest, like, oh, friends good. to this day kind good. of thing, yeah, good. yeah, and so good. they were, they were great, and, um, but you just, you just kind of deal with it, you don't really realize how unfair, how horrible things are, and oh. I, and, like, the irony, I'm sure for you, you know, I'm sure you know this, but just, like, oh, we're real funny and talented now because of, like, the the shit that we went through, you it's know? True. It's Like, that's the irony of it. It's true. It's really <laughs> true. It's really true. Um, so when do you feel like... So, you know, you're in theater, you're you're doing journalism, all this stuff. So when mm-hmm. you graduated college, like, were you just like, oh, all right, I know exactly what I want, this is what mm-hmm. I want. Were you like that? Or did you have no idea? Um, I kind of knew what I wanted, so I, I moved back to Cleveland. Mm. I was living, like, downtown Cleveland, rural sketch area. <laughs> like, my, like our, our neighbors were murdered, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, my God! It was, like, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a real, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, but it was, like, great because, I mean, like, I lived with this other, this other gay guy and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I kind of was playing catch up on so much of my like, you know, existence kind yes, of thing. And yes. so I was like teaching for two years. Mm. I taught theater and I was teaching at like wow. the richest school and the poorest school. And like, I, you know, like was just seeing like the wealth disparity. And I was like, this, I, this is too much for me. I can't. But I was also doing theater full time. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make the jump to, you know, to New York City. So I then moved to New York oh. and, um, and was an actor for, you know, and it's that hard thing of like, you know, when you live in small town, like even Cleveland is not that big of a city, you know, but like they're like, oh, like New York, I don't know, like it's going to eat you alive and spit you out, you know. But then I, I was very lucky and I think it's because, partially because of like my adjacency to whiteness, like I, I know exactly when I walk into a casting office, like to like, to talk to white people and to make them comfortable. Like, yes, and like yes. all those social cues that like, a lot of Asian people don't learn growing up and don't know because they're not around a lot of white people like it's like oh there's a whole game you know you have to walk in and immediately like it's like the compliment the the, like the the once over like the shoulders like engaging the eyes you know it's like all these there's all these like weird steps that like people don't really know and so it's like kind of like I moved to New York, and then in four days, I booked my first off-Broadway show, and oh then, God. like, in two months, I booked my second off-Broadway show, and so I was just, like, I was very lucky, and, you know... And you were singing and acting. Yeah, singing, acting, improv, you know, and so 
I mean, like, I was like, I love New York City. I was working at this, like, I was working at this fine dining restaurant, uh, you know, making, like, wow. good money mm-hmm. and just being real irresponsible. Uh, just being like, I made 300 today. Let's spend all of it, damn. you know. So, like, not paying off my student loans. So, you had fun in New York. It was a great so time. so much fun. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. that's so good. So much fun. And so, so you're performing there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then what happened? Because then you ended up moving to California. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just got really burned out i was going in for auditions and it's all those kinds of weird things of like oh like you're you're too asian or you're not asian enough or mm. you're too tall or you're too short and i just was too, too sensitive for that kind of world i had just done like the first professional cast in mulan and wow. i got out and i was just like i don't know if i want to do this anymore so i i like was so poor because like theater doesn't pay anything yeah, you yeah, know and so um i was bartending and i just like wrote a play i never written anything before i like wrote i like didn't even have a computer mm-hmm. so because like, my computer got shattered because i was taking a mega bus because still doing that life Damn. and you know like and um i like bought an ipad mini with um like my credit card and i just like wrote a play and i sent it to this playwriting competition and ended up winning this like national playwriting competition so wow. that's kind of how my writing career started was just kind of me just like being like i don't know like i guess i'll do writing so i i feel like that, that was a very like like just like you know one in a million kind of thing that happened but did you fall in love with it I did because I don't know if you feel this way when you're an actor, but like a lot of time when I was an actor, I would go into audition. I'd be like, "What is this sign? Who yeah. wrote this? Yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah, crazy yeah. person uh-huh. like wrote this? Yeah, like yeah. this is insane." Yeah. And so, like, I was just like, as an actor, I was just like, I really like think that I could write something better than this, you know, mm. kind of thing. And so it's like it was that kind of put your money where your mouth is mm. moment of just like I don't know how to do this. I'm literally typing a play out on a Google Doc. Mm. I didn't even know there were real programs to like write wow. a play. But, uh, like, you know, but it, you know, it, like, through sheer force of will, it kind of happened. You what know? was it about writing that you, like, really loved? I loved that, like, I think that, especially for Asian Americans, like, so much of, like, what we're expected to write is, like, we should write more about the Japanese internment camps. Mm-hmm. Like, we should write more about comfort women. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and it's our more about, like, you know, the Vietnam War and, like, I absolutely, yes, those things are all so important, but, like, I grew up, you know, in the Midwest, and, like, my life is, like, mostly comedic, you know, Mm. like, I was, like, you know, like, I, like, yes, I had a lot of kind of, like, sexual hangouts just being Asian, but, I mean, like, I was a big old hoe in New York, having a good-ass time, (laughs) being a nasty, drunken (laughs) mess, and I'm just, like, I want to write about that, like, that's fun, Mm. you know? Like, I was, like, mistaken for a prostitute one time, and then, like, you know, like, things like that, like, it's just, like, the, like my life is, like, mostly joyful, like, mm. yes, there's, like, an underlying, like, depth of, like, sad, sadness, anxiety, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, I'm just, like, I feel, like, so much of helping this, like, the Asian community, for me, yeah. like, I'm, like, where is our comedy at, you know, kind uh. of thing, like, where are, where is our Robin Williams and our Jim Carrey and our, yes. you know, and we have Mindy Kaling, but, you know, she hasn't even, she hadn't even hired any people of color up until this year, you know, so it's kind of, like, now she's kind of, now that she has a daughter, she really kind of, she did this interview where she kind of really sees, you know, like, I'm I'm so happy for her growth, but you know it was this kind of you know like oh like was there was there any women or people of color in any of the mini project mini project you know like writers rooms like I I don't know mm-hmm. you know like and I, and I and I think like 
that's kind of the next step. Like, we're standing on her shoulders, really. Mm. You know, it's like, maybe that's what she had to do, mm. you know, to get her work made. Mm. But, like, now it's just like, okay, like, I'm ready to, you know, like, create stories for oh, yeah. us, by us, mm -hmm. starring us, yeah. you know, uplifting us, you know. So that's, that's like, my goal. Wow. That yeah. is powerful. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I feel like there's not enough especially when it comes to Asian Americans, people who are writing, like, our stories. It's a lot of, like, you know, and, like, it's not really, like, who we are and, like, mm -hmm. the everyday people kind of thing. Right, right. Um, uh, okay, so, okay, so, okay, so this, so next question for you is, like, in terms of the whole writing, uh, 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 because the writing umbrella is so large, right, mm -hmm. and so crazy. Yeah. Can you kind of tell our listeners like what what types of writing that you do, like what yes. genres you write? Absolutely. Yeah. So I wrote this play, um, but when I got here, I um, ended up getting a job at Maker Studios, which was the kind of this big um, studio, and so um, and so they. Um, I wrote a sketch comedy show for them, so mm -hmm. I did a lot of music and just kind of like kind of SNL type sketches. Oh. And so um, the show did really well. We ended up getting nominated for a Webby, um, and then I did the Cape Fellowship, which is this kind of like Asian American writing yes. fellowship. And so um, I had written a feature. It was like a gay Asian, like Little Miss Sunshine, like gay Asian cross country road trip feature yes. um but I, like i was just like i didn't know what I, I didn't know what i was doing i was just like i don't know i guess i'll write this but uh -huh. i mean like i mostly write like half hour like tv character driven comedy kind oh of wow, thing. wow wow and wow. so yeah but i um yeah and so i also wrote the reboot for the mickey mouse club wow. so um so i did a lot of music and you know kind of helping them improv as a producer with that um because it was more like a reality tv show almost Aww. and then um but yeah i've written like a gay asian sex in the city type script i've done like uh um kind of like you know because like hogwarts and harry potter it's like so blindingly white and it's just like where are all the kids of color and it's like right. and so i like wrote a half hour about like oh they're all like you know they all like were not allowed into this thing so they go to like this like almost like remedial school called salem tech you know so it's like kind of like called hex ed it's like kind of like sex ed you know they're just like where it's just like they use you know their powers for like instagram likes and you know like uh, yes, yes, yes. like use a polyjuice potion to like you know like jerk off in the mirror to like you know somebody else you know that kind of stuff where it's like right. that's really what teens uh, would do with these powers kind of uh, thing um but yeah i just sold a show to snapchat it's kind of like a uh it's like a uh, bring it on, um, like the movie, but uh -huh. in the world of competitive jump roping. Cause I also, because <laughs> I was also a competitive jump roper in high school. <laughs> went to nationals twice. Hello. Damn, bitch. That, yo, when I heard that yeah. story, I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. And because you were super athletic growing up. I, well, because my dad is a was so athletic. So oh, he so like forced us all to be so athletic. My brother and my sister and I are like, my brother's like a third, fourth degree black belt. My sister is a dancer wow. and like gymnast. And like I, you know, like ran cross country track, swam and wrestled. And wow. Like, and jump roped. So, damn. Yeah. So, so you wrote a story about the, 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 mm -hmm. the was a jump roping? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And just, you know, like it's that Hollywood thing. I was like, and other things are in development, which means just like you're waiting for someone to like read something or mm. like want to produce it or mm. want to, you know, like get involved with it kind of thing. I have many questions about yeah. um, the whole thing. So now we're going to play a game that I've made yeah. up for you. Um, I'm in. The game is called Writer's Block, more like Winner's Block. Hey! Ooh. You okay. like that? You I like love that? It. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> Question one. In your opinion, what is the best written show ever? Um, the show that just, like, inspired me um, to, like, think about being a writer was, for me, like, The Office. Yes. I think, like, Amen. it's that perfect combination of so many of the writers were actually actors on the show. Yeah. You know, like, like Mindy Kaling, the guy who played Toby, um, you know, like, um, just, like, so many of, like, BJ Novak. Uh. And so it just be, it was this perfect balance of, like, really, like, smart really specific mm. joke writing but yeah. also when you look at how to like shoot those shows it's uh. like so specific the timing of the looks and the zoom ins yes. and the and you know yep. the the whips you know like of the camera and everything so it's like i just thought that like that to me it's like en- a musical yeah it engaged my brain in a way that i was like yes i need to I'm really engaged with this. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, well, we didn't talk about this, but uh, you're into K-pop as well. Oh, yeah. So who or what is your favorite K-pop singer group of all time? You best be saying this right because you know <laughs> mad people will be listening um, to this love K-pop. Oh, my gosh. My favorite group of all time is Shiny. Shiny. Yeah. I just think that they're the perfect. Yes. Um, I just read an article yesterday, actually, that said that Shiny was kind of like the last like perfect kind of pinnacle of um performance Mm, um yeah performance songwriting um heart and then like personality yeah like they all still really seem like they they all still have such distinct personalities Mm. and seem so real Mm. and like you and you so connected to them Mm -hmm. and their performance their performance because like now like not to say I don't want to get in trouble, but you know, like zombie style, no like, Even if people do like sing well, really, like mm. like even like great groups, like even like Red Velvet, like they're lip syncing, you know, right, now, right. just because you know. But like back then, like Shiny and Girls Generation, like they had to sing every song, mm. you know, and like it just like I, they to me just especially embody, in, yeah, embody just what K-pop really is. Yes. My I have a friend. Her name is Stacy, and she's very close to Shiny mm. and very close to Temian. And she says the most, literally, I always tell her, you say the most beautiful things about the members of Shiny. She's like, because that's what they are. Oh, my god. She's gosh. like, they're literally lights. And I'm like, ugh, that's uh. crazy. Because, you know, they've been through a lot, you know? Yeah, so much. If y'all think the K-pop industry is rainbows, butterflies, short skirts, and pretty <laughs> eyeliner, that is not uh-uh. true, baby boy uh-uh. and baby girl, okay? <laughs> it's a tough, tough, ruthless industry. Mm-hmm. And people don't know it. So the fact that those people are like that it's just mm-hmm. it's really amazing yeah. next question mm. okay you're a performer right yes uh if you were guaranteed an insane immediate successful career would it be as a singer writer or actor oh bitch we're talking celine dion yeah. las vegas residency bitch you'll be selling out like that yeah. kind of shit's not like what would you be doing here's the thing i think i even though I kind of present sometimes as an extrovert, oh. like I do like my space and I do like my privacy uh-huh. and like I get stressed out thinking about any famous any famous actor, you know, like I'm I'm friends with not to name drop, but like I'm friends with yeah. Simu mm. Simu Liu who's gonna be Shang Chi and yes. I'm just, and new we, Marvel movie yes, people. And, Big deal. Yes. But we had this conversation like 
two weeks before he got the uh you know or not no, yeah yeah and it's just kind of like we were just even like just like just like talking you know like even just just like you know like abstract we were just mm-hmm. like would we want to be ev- like big enough that like you know like everyone knows who you are right, you know where right. like you yeah. can't you can't go to the restaurants yep, that you want to go to you true. can't go to work out yep, you can't, you can't yep. do anything yep. you can't casually post something because yep. everything is so under a micro- yep. microscope and I think that's kind of why I moved into writing because it's just like you know like when you look at the Russo brothers you know like or the people that wrote you know like Avengers Infinity War the people that wrote you know all these movies that we love yeah. like they a made more money than yeah. those actors right. and then b like like are so you know so invested and in, like the yeah. i feel like the story is something that lives like that changes the needle yes, for the absolutely. community whereas like an actor or a singer you're always beholden to like what other people create or write and create for you absolutely and also and then you're getting all that but you still have your privacy yes yeah it's kind mm-hmm. of beautiful yeah. i i i yes mm-hmm. you know people are always people are like so you want to be famous and like when they say that to me and i go no that's not why i'm doing this right. they always look at me like yeah right and listen I'm not a dumbass. Yeah. I know that I'm going into this industry where it's very public and the, there are certain things that you want. I mean, there are certain things that are going to bring on certain things, you mm-hmm. know? But it's like, I didn't go into this being like, I just want fame. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, like, I feel like that's such a, I can't hold on to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, once you experience it, I don't, I don't know how to grasp onto that. Like, right. mentally, emotionally, nothing. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I'm driven by like, the art of like what movies or TV shows make me feel like, mm-hmm. and that's why I do it. I'm sure, and like that's why you write because mm-hmm. or you're driven by this emotion or this feeling, you know. Absolutely. When I see yo, know, when I see paparazzi photos, I'm just like, Dude, that must be the worst. The worst. Because I'd be looking crazy, <laughs> and I'm All popping time. out, walking my dog, no bra, my mm-hmm. titties are hanging out, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it! Mm-hmm. Like, no, hell, absolutely no. not. Hell no. And, and, like, fame doesn't necessarily mean, like, clout or purpose either. It's just, exactly. you know, and yeah. so, even if you, if you have fame and, like, but, like, no one listens to you, what you're saying, like, right. like you're, you're famous for not the right reasons or whatever, then, like, it's, it's hard, yeah. you know, like, it's, yeah, it's just, and then it's, like, who are your, who is, who are your fans or whatever that means, yeah. you know, who, who are people listening to you, like, it's, it's so arbitrary, I yes. feel. Yes, I know, dude, I totally, it's, you know. Yo, mm. listen to Jim Carrey's whole thing on mm. what it means to be famous and all that st- and rich and he'll tell you shit means mm. nothing you know that's like something to think about okay next question mm. uh, oh uh, you're incredibly passionate about being an Asian American it's mm. something that I really like about you you know oh. because I feel like a lot of Asians do not embrace that about them because mm-hmm. I think that we grew up in like a like kind of like a shameful generation yeah. you know mm-hmm. where like wherever you are you're being shamed because you're just yeah. you just look weird mm-hmm. especially because our eyes are small they love picking all that shit mm-hmm. it's just like it's a, it's a mess yes. okay uh what do you think about what's going on right now in the industry of just like yo Asians be popping mm-hmm. yeah uh and where do you think it's gonna go I'm so excited for two reasons mm-hmm. um I love that like we're getting what we've asked for for the last 50 you know yeah, like yeah, for, yeah. for as long as media has been around you know like we we're, we're, we're actually like you know like you know like coming back to it because i mean like there was there were asians that were massive you know silent film stars and there was just because of like the anti-asian yeah. rhetoric like not to oh. get into the history but it's like we were like you know pushed away and like censored so much that we didn't exist for so long and so now that we're we're kind of back it's almost like coming back into ourselves mm. you know like media played such a huge role in how Asians feel about themselves mm-hmm. that like 
it's the it's to me the most exciting time to be in this industry yeah. and um what i think is hard is like there's a lot of people that have been fighting so hard for representation that like sometimes it's easier to hold on to the anger and mm. the frustration yeah, yeah, yeah. than to like be excited about the movement because yeah. there's what i'm getting frustrated with online is like seeing people be like basically saying something and it's like oh really you just want it to be you that's there yes you know or it's like they're you... projecting their insecurities exactly. on somebody else's exactly like, success and yeah. and so i mean like i think it's like uh, what like there's that and it's like when I talk to the Mickey Mouse Club kids there's four of them that identify as Asian American they don't feel the same ways about themselves that we did like you know like some of them yeah. are like there was this like Asian boy and he's just like one of the biggest like young dancers in America uh-huh. and like he has none of these like chips on his shoulder he doesn't know what it means like to wow. to be to be marginalized or mm. to make feel less than and mm. like part of me is like not jealous but I'm just like I wish I Sure. I wish I was in that situation, but like there are a lot of people that are like he should still feel suffering even mm. though he's, you know, like it's like no, we fought for this. We fought this yes. is why we fought so yes. hard so that these kids can live a life like this, yes. you know. And you fought so hard so that you tell your stories and everything that you write. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. That's what you're mm. doing. Listen, it's just like being the first kid, you know? You get the most shit, mm-hmm. and then the last kid's just chilling, you know? <laughs> exactly. We are the first kids, you exactly. know? But, you know, also shout out to, like, everyone that's doing it, you know? Absolutely. Whether you're Sandra oh, whether you're John Cho still doing it. Hello? You know, all these, like, you know, two, uh, these, like, yeah. Asian-American dudes popping up. Mm-hmm. Aquafina's doing it. We talk about Sherry Cola. Yes. Y'all be doing it, and you know what? You're going to be seeing me real soon, and, uh, and <laughs> yes. Nick is going to be writing a lot of things that you're going to be watching. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh, what's the most random thing, event, or person that's uh, inspired you to write something? There, there's a lot of kind of. Um, I think it's it's so easy for a lot of Asians to get inspired by, by pain, and you know <laughs> yes. it's just like well my it's what we know yeah it's like well my dad beat me when I was a child well my dad beat me when I was a child okay right. it's like oh like let's write a musical you know <laughs> <laughs> two hours of our dads like beating our asses it's just like no no like. I'm so, <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah. I love taking inspiration uh. from, like, really, like, insane things that have happened in my life. Because, mm. like, I I can't, I don't know if I can say, I mean, I feel like I've yeah. already said fuck on this podcast. No, you but, can say um, Yeah, so I, I, had, I had in New York a fuck it list. Mm. So I was just, like, I was so sexually repressed in Ohio that when I went to New York, I was just, like, these are the 20 things that I want to yes. check off sexually yes. in New York yes. and, like, live my life. And, I mean... You did some things. And so, yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of that inspires a lot of my writing. So, it's not necessarily random, but it was this kind of, like, it's sometimes people, like, people always want to kind of be, like, write from your source of pain. But I'm just, like, I don't know. I want to write from, like, this one time where, you know. This happened and that happened and the Mm -hmm. thing that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, totally. I love that. Uh, Do you have highs and lows? Oh, my God, yeah. How do you deal with them? I mean, the highs, here's the thing, I feel like it's very an Asian thing to like, when you get to the high, you don't enjoy it because Mm. you're just like, it's going to be gone, it's going to be gone in an instant, Mm. and everything can be taken away, and so I think like, what I've been really working on, like being Asian American, is like, when there's a high, when I book something, when I write something, when something comes out that I'm proud of, like, I need to just, like, 
it, thank myself, mm. thank everyone that's done it, mm. like completely embrace that, totally. like, this is why I'm doing this. Totally. And then when I'm in a low, I mean, like, it's, I was just in a real, I was in a big low even this week. We had mm. talked about, like, you know, this project fell through mm. that was, you know, and like I had been putting, you know, a lot of like mental, emotional energy toward mm. it and it fell through. But like when it fell through, it's, it's, it's really Asian to kind of like either like cover up. Of you course. know that it's happened or yeah. or like you know don't tell anybody yeah, and just yeah, like yeah, suffer yeah. silently but yeah, i was yeah. like you know what like i just need to like so i like, told my roommate i told my best friend i told one of my mentees even so like like i mentor a bunch of people and so i told someone that i mentor and like immediately everybody like, was everyone just kind of love. yes yeah. Yeah, like yeah, of uplifted course. me yes. and yeah and you know, and then like when it was like when it felt like that release valve was once I was releasing it, other things were going to, were coming in. See, you know, it's like kind of what you said or we, yeah. we before we started, you know, before we started recording. It's like very much that. Yeah, you know? listen, guys, there's gonna be moments where you can be like, "Why me? Why this happened to my life? Sucks. My career is going nowhere." But like, I think the way that we should think about it is oh, there's a reason why this didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And let's wait for the next thing that's going to come through, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think just switching that mindset will just lift you so much more than just being like, oh, man, my life sucks. Everything sucks. I'm going to give up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just the thought that I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your best advice for anyone out there who wants to be a writer? Mm. Um, Read a lot. Mm Mm-hmm watch a lot even if you're like uh-huh. i'm not of someone that watches things like yeah that's good advice. It's, it's really important to kind of like watch how something is written you yes, know like yes. to to like if if you love comedy like yeah. watch the brooklyn 99 project or the brooklyn 99 pilot and just like write out every single line Be like okay it goes line like goes set up punchline set up punchline uh-huh. set up punchline uh-huh. okay and then that's the end of the cold open you know so it's like understand the craft and structure of something is so important to kind of like hang your emotional life on yes because like that's exactly that's what you're doing is like you have a story you want to tell that's great like you might be able to put out a poem or uh uh you know an essay a think piece or you know a monologue like we're we're automatically kind of trained naturally to do that but like TV and film is a specific structure and a specific medium. So if you're like, well, I wrote this script, but it's it's like, okay, but I'm looking at this script. It's only 18 pages. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any... It's, it's you know, like the structure is kind of everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you can make that yourself. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, like I think what I see a lot in the Asian community is like, they're like, okay, well, I was a, I was a, you know, like I, you know, like was an engineer and now I want to be in acting and they kind of expect instant results, but right. it's just like, no, like all, all, all these white people that were allowed to be actors when they were six years old, like mm. they now have been an actor for 25 years mm-hmm. and like, they're not like, it's just like, so that's so like, you don't have to put, I'm not saying put in 25 years of work, but mm. I'm saying like, remember how much your parents made you study for the SAT. That's how much you need to be studying to be a writer, to be an actor. You know, like if you don't know, if you like Mm -hmm. are on camera and like, you don't know how to like move your cheeks or know how to like, you know, do these specific things, Mm. like these specific social cues, you know, like there was an article that came out that was like, that a casting director said, Asians aren't cast on Broadway because Asians don't know how to emote. And I was like, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely wrong. But it's like, if this industry is a game, mm-hmm. how do we both like at the same take down the game at the same time mm-hmm. and get into the game? Yes, and it's like sometimes it is like okay, I need to know how to like use my face in this way, kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
I want to talk to you more about that off camera because that is really compelling stuff. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Like, can people find you? Yeah, yeah, Are they yeah. allowed to? Yes, okay, okay, absolutely. Okay. Um, you can find me just on Instagram at Nathan Ramos Park. Yes. Um, and then uh, if you look up on YouTube, Gay Asian Country Love Song. It's Please like a, watch it. It's a song that kind of went, um, did well like early this year. And yes. so that's kind of like my YouTube. And then, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to, if you get inspired and want to like, <laughs> Chat, hit me up. I, I always answer like Instagram DMs, and like if anyone has questions about like how do you be a writer, you know, like I'm Bless. happy to kind of Bless. Know, talk about it. Um, did you enjoy your time with me? This was so fun. Yeah, I'm like let's do it for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan, dude, yes. are we just like? We just, we're, we're on this. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, thank you guys. Listen, subscribe, rate, review. Yo, leave a comment. All that stuff helps me in the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you guys for being here and listening. You guys mean so much. Follow Nathan. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.